What is up, everyone? My name is Kyle, the one true Kyle, and we are back once again. And I am here with uh, the lovely uh, Chai, uh, all, uh, a cosplayer in the cosplay community. Um, also, uh, amazing Emma. I just saw your Emma, by the way. Let's talk about We're going to dive into that, too. But uh, uh, Chai, how's it going? It's going pretty great. I'm definitely not suffering in quarantine at all. <laughs> No, yeah, <laughs> no, no. It's everything's everything's good, right? Fine, nothing, nothing <laughs> bad's happening. You know, as, as long as I think good thoughts, think all things will go right in the world. Exactly. <laughs> as long as I remember, this isn't a virtual reality, and there's people walking out outside. That'll help for sure. Definitely. <laughs> so, how have you been outside of? I guess uh, at, throughout quarantine. Uh, and uh, just in general, like, what have you been up to? What is, what is new in your life? Yeah, um, let's see. Well, I guess if we're going to talk about just in general, um, life's been actually really, really good, all things considered. Um, of course, I'm a very social person. So it oh, is yeah. me, right? <laughs> to not talk to anybody in person. Sure. Um, and as we talked about before, talking via DM or social media isn't real. Yes. It's so, such a weird interaction. Um, but other than that, yeah, I've been doing really good. I've been uh, kind of growing up, I guess you could say, in the way that... Nice. <laughs> I feel like I look at social media very differently now I, after being stuck with it for so long. Sure. I, yeah, I like it, but you definitely need a break. <laughs> definitely need a break that is that is for sure it's, it's a stressful on the mind stressful on the heart step away uh always good for a detox but let's uh talk about you uh when did you get into cosplaying let's talk about your first cosplay i want to know what that was oh wow okay um so technically my first cosplay was back when i was i want to say seven at least that's what my parents would say okay um, yeah, it was actually like one of the first Comic-Cons ever. Um, it was when you could actually walk in and just buy your ticket. Yeah. Um, right? There's no celebrities. It was really crowded, but it wasn't what it is now. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, uh, my dad got me into cosplay. He introduced me to Spider-Man pretty Okay. Yeah, and X-Men very quickly. Um, and so when he told me I could go to this comic book convention, I just begged him to dress as Sailor Moon. That's funny. I don't really know why. <laughs> I just said, I want to wear this. And, um, there was no cosplay really at the time. So, I mean, I had people who wanted to take pictures with me, which as a seven-year-old was a little alarming. Sure, sure. But... After that, I would say eventually, as any like lonely kid, because I was a very lonely kid, I uh, started playing a game called IMVU. Okay. Yeah. And that's basically like a virtual reality. Um, I was there way too young, uh, literally <laughs> probably 12. And I met this girl from England who, you know, introduced me even further into... Um, anime actually okay yeah and she asked me if i 
ever cosplayed before. And that was probably the first time I had ever actually heard that word. So I Googled it and immediately, it's probably way different if you Google it now, but immediately it was a bunch of people in anime uh, costumes and they looked exactly like the character. And I flipped out and I was like, how do I do it? Um, I asked her all these questions. Um, and then she basically told me you could buy your costume from eBay <laughs> from China. And, uh, and then it was a slippery slope. I wanted to dress up all the time. Um, so I would say my first cosplay technically was Seal Phantom Hive from Black Butler. Wow. Okay. Way back when. Um, and yeah, like I said, it was just a slippery slope. I started cosplaying Homestuck in my earlier <laughs> teenage years, um, <laughs> which definitely got me into body painting and just making costumes. It was really fun. I loved it. Yeah. What is your opinion on body painting? My opinion on it? Uh, yeah. You mean like? Just like, how do you, you seem to enjoy it like a lot. I'm curious. Cause like for me personally, I feel super claustrophobic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, nope, anything re regarding like body paint, I'm out. I'm out yeah, personally. honestly. Okay. So I have a theory about this. Everyone in my theory is uncomfortable and claustrophobic and sticky and hates it, but there's just better at hiding it. I actually don't like body paint either. So you I just, yeah. Find yeah. your you find your zen place and you just embrace embrace it the discomfort a little bit. Yeah, I disassociate and I think about how much I love this character and if this was worth it. And then basically, I just I pray, I pray <laughs> that I don't have to touch anything. I pray that it's not too hot. It's it's not something I look forward to honestly. It really is something that mm -hmm. if it's if the girl is naked and like gray or blue i'm like i can't do it yeah yeah i feel you mm -hmm. i feel you on that um nice so uh this was age 12 when you were talking to this person in this uh vr game or vr like chat i imagine and uh age seven right you said your first cosplay and uh did, were, you, were your parents super supportive i imagine since your parents it seemed like they were very on board yeah so like That's i cool. said my dad is super into comic mm -hmm. books um he had a ton and um and like i said introduced me into movies really quickly and the fact that i just couldn't imagine for example an x-men universe to be born to have like this mutation that makes you incredible was mm -hmm. just absolutely insane um so he was very very supportive um nowadays of course because he's my dad uh he doesn't per se like the sexy cosplays right but he gets it like he gets that game characters are like that um my mom doesn't get it or she didn't really understand it she was honestly probably terrified a lot of the time <laughs> walked out of my room um but i think she saw i made a lot of friends um pretty easily throughout that community Right. Um, yeah, and my more intense cosplays she really likes, so I would say they're pretty supportive, um, as they can be. I mean, it is a weird yeah. <laughs> hobby sometimes. 
Yeah. Yeah, it gets weird. Oh, it gets weird. <laughs> um, this this uh, Comic-Con that you went with your uh, dad, that was, uh, what year was that? You said you're age seven, so like 2000. I want to say, gosh. Five? I don't know. I, I'm really bad at math. Let me think. What would that be? You got this. Don't forget yeah, yeah. the yeah, okay. 2005. Yeah. Really? Oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Oh, that's funny. I was there too. I was at that. I was at that Comic Con for sure. No, you were not. Are you serious? Yeah. Except I was like an not an adult. I was like a. I was in high school though. Look, we could have been best friends. It would have been completely not with weird. A, with a seven-year-old? Yeah. Sure. <laughs> in a Sailor Moon costume. Totally not weird. Not weird at all. Not weird. Yeah. Come hang out with me, kid. <laughs> I'm so, like at that time, I didn't even have a camera. No, I had a camera. I had a shitty camera. I was using it, taking terrible photos. Oh, I love that. I yeah. love that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, the photos were so bad. Like, half of them, I, I don't even think I, yeah, they, they were so unusable back then. But I took a lot. You should show them. I really I should. If I should you find show them, some. I will show my pictures. I actually have a picture of me being terrified, I think, of Hellboy. Because I loved Hellboy um, as a kid, but yeah. seeing a person, I was like, what the actual fuck? So it's just me, like, very stiffly next to him trying to smile. So I think we should share those memories together. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> I'll, <laughs> I'll see if I can find him, for sure. I know I have him somewhere. Um, when did you... Oh, there's so much random things on Facebook, and I'm sure it's still there. I got to find those. Uh, when did you uh, start getting into uh, Teen Titans cosplaying? Oh, wow. Okay, well, like any uh, normal person who happens to like boys, um, I started <laughs> Teen Titans pretty quickly. I don't even okay. know when it came out. I, that's a pretty vague memory, but I remember seeing Robin. And I was convinced that that was someone I would marry. <laughs> very, it was like love, love at first sight? Yeah, very love at first sight. Um, because I grew up with Sailor Moon and seeing a Tuxedo Mask, and mm -hmm. then basically seeing Robin, who is like the way cooler version of that. Sure. I, sure, I think that's factual. Uh, yeah, I mean, so. Uh, uh, Tuxedo Mask just kind of came in there and like fixed some of Sailor Moon's problems here and there. And it's like, I you you fucked this up, but I got you. I got your back. I got your back. He Let's is kiss. older. He, he is, is so, older. Yeah. He's, <laughs> but yeah, so um, Teen Titans, I fell super hard with, and mm -hmm. then I got into ba Batman comics because I was so in love with Robin. Um, little did I know, like the Batman animated series was mostly Batman kind of on yeah. his own um but yeah i i just remembered i really loved starfire as well um at the time they didn't have like a lot of toys as they do now or action figures uh definitely no costumes but i did dress up as raven in my uh elementary school and maybe that was like the spark of where i was like i don't want to stop dressing up as these weird characters but honestly like following the continuity of just robin and his whole life like dick grayson in mm -hmm. specific i mean my crush has grown 
definitely. It hasn't submerged in any sense. <laughs> it's just weirder. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 dive into this a little bit. Let's talk about it. Is it is it the is it the butt? Is it the uh, is it the flexibility? I feel I feel like the flexibility really plays a good role in there, right? Um, Super flexible. You can, you can move, right? Um, but what is it that really captures your heart with Dick Grayson? So you know what I remember uh, when I was going through a rough time a couple years ago, right? Uh, my friend put me on to watch Under the Red Hood, right? Okay. And this is so embarrassing to admit, but I didn't realize that there was different Robins. So only till fairly recently I had learned there was like Tim and Dick and all that, right? Um, so she shows me this Red Hood, Jason Todd, and she's just like gushing over this guy. She's like, he's such a hunk. And I'm watching him and I'm like, oh, he's pretty cool. But Dick Grayson is just so sweet. He's so sweet and he's so like dopey a little bit. He's like really um, clumsy with women. Okay. But he still gets them. I think what it is, it's definitely the butt. I mean, (laughs) that's a given. But he has a good sense of humor. I think if he was real, we would hit it off and that would be done. I would be already married. Yeah. What would be your like pickup line on him if you were to run into him? Oh my gosh. I always try to imagine that's so embarrassing to admit. I can't believe I just admitted that. If you've thought you thought about this before, is what you're saying. This has been a thought process. You've been thinking about it. Some Sunday nights, you know, just hanging out on your own. I'm like sweating. I can't believe I just admitted that. Yes, I've thought of it. I was like, okay. The way I imagine it is I'd be all smooth, like, oh, you know, like we should grab a drink sometime. But in reality, what I would probably do is glance over at him multiple times, hope that we catch eyes, and if he smiles, then I'm like, okay, okay. Then he doesn't think that I'm hideous, which Mm -hmm. is a good start. (laughs) Um, But honestly, no, I have no game. I have absolutely no game, especially when it comes to, to, I mean, he's so attractive. I can't. (laughs) (laughs) This is overwhelming. It's so, so much. I get it. I get it. Yeah, I'm really warm now. <laughs> I'm really warm. Is it hot in here? It's a little hot. Very was... hot. You had to bring up Dick Grayson a little too early. Oh, my bad. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Let's take it back. Let's take it back. Let's just bring it back to Batman in general. So uh, you got into Batman pretty much through Dick Grayson, would you say? Yeah, definitely. Teen Titans was honestly probably the opening door to that, you know, because I wanted yeah. to know why he dresses up as a, a you know superhero why he decided to make his own team and he was just um you know hearing about what happened to his parents i'm talking as if he's a real person sure. <laughs> but, but i just i love the dc comics so much because they're so dark and they're so gritty and you get such good characters from that um like another movie that I was interest, uh, introduced to way too young was Watchmen. And Ooh. right, I love Watchmen to this day. I just, I love the comedian. I love like the, um, what's the, the dialogue that they created from that? Yeah. And how deep and uh, really, I, I want to say traumatizing some of the characters' stories can be. Um, 
So I think, honestly, through Robin, I started to just become a fanatic for uh, DC stories. Like, the nittier, the grittier, and the darker, I really, really enjoyed. Mm-hmm. Um, I swear that I'm not crazy. <laughs> Very not. Don't look at me like <laughs> you don't have to. We believe you. We believe you. Um, what's the grittiest, darkest story, DC story that you uh, enjoy? I really like the killing joke. Oh, yeah, yeah, because of course, because I love Dick so much, I love Barbara, mm-hmm. and um, her story, man, that was a rough one. That was crazy. It was intense, right? Yeah. The art as well. I remember <laughs> there was like a whole article thing about how people were getting really mad because they redid the cover of The Killing Joke with um, Barbara having her mouth covered by the Joker. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously a lot of people got mad. But I felt like that was actually really uh, good for the story to kind of show that she kind of grew out of something so traumatizing and uh crazy honestly yeah yeah definitely and and we got oracle out of that yeah which she's incredible she's a beauty i love her (laughs) (laughs) nice um let's talk about your emma cosplay and x-men uh In general, uh, so it, it seems like your love kind of stemmed from your dad, like like we talked about. But uh, what uh, what about X Men do you love most? Because I've seen you, you you do a decent amount of X Men, right? I've seen you yeah. cosplay a lot of X Men. Trying mm-hmm. to think, you got um, yeah. What have you all done? Actually, yeah. Name name all the X Men cosplays you've, yeah. you've done. So- one that I have like no evidence of ever anymore, which I really liked was Psylocke. I loved Psylocke. Oh. Um, I did Jean Grey. Mm-hmm. I did Rogue. And yeah, Emma's like the most recent one because I really want to do her right because I feel like her like aura would absolutely destroy me if I cheaped out and made it really ugly. She'd be like, what the fuck are you doing? You gotta this go full, full on with her yeah she's like she's a baddie honestly and um really really powerful and um i think some of the things of why i like x-men so much is because like the characters like jean gray becoming the dark mm-hmm. Phoenix and just like losing control that kind of stuff uh another thing that i really like and i know that you've been showing a lot of the new comic book series sure yeah, I haven't gotten any of them. I did pick up one of the issues, and there was no dialogue until the end. And I was like, I don't oh, know. Is this what- the giant size Jean and Emma issue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, I haven't picked it up yet, but I will because I feel like a fake fan if I can't even read those. You know what I mean? Eh. You, you like what you like But the new stuff is great That's for sure So one thing I wanted to mention Speaking of the new stuff In uh, the new Dawn of X run uh, Hickman and the writers Have essentially blatantly shown That Gene, Emma, Scott, and Logan Are straight up in a poly relationship 
Like, okay. you know, it's not like subtle. It's not like slightly hinted. It is just out there uh-huh. on Front Street. Um, what, do, what do you think of that? What do you think of that, uh, that approach that Marvel's just kind of, uh, they're just like, yeah, fuck it. They're just all poly. I get why they would. I mean, because for so many years, the whole dynamic of like, is Jean going to go with Logan or is she going to go with Scott or is, you know, Scott going to go with Emma? Like, it's a whole mess. Um, I think poly relationships are really interesting. I think they're very plausible. Mm-hmm. I don't think a poly relationship between Logan, who's just very feral and sometimes very broody, uh, could be in a relationship sharing two women technically or just sharing in general um not two women could be with logan or what have you but that's crazy i mean i guess i would have to read it but just hearing that it makes me nervous to know about their little um lovers quarrels i feel like they're gonna be way more intense (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it seems like they're setting themselves up for a lot of drama down the line. Or maybe not. Maybe they'll just all be like, no, we're cool. We're good. Well, we're over this. Who knows? Who knows? I don't know. Marvel's confusing. They're they're not good at uh, editorial. They always kind of destroy their own property. So yeah, we'll see how it goes. We'll see how <laughs> it goes. Um, who do you think is the sexiest X-Men? Oh, what a great question. Okay. Ooh, that's a tough one. With the girls, I really struggle with because I feel like it's just a a, a very even tie between almost everybody. Like, all of them have their different things that make them sexy. I think in my bias, I think Emma Frost is the sexiest of the girls. Um... And then I guess of the guys, I mean, would Deadpool really count in that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could have Deadpool. That's your jam. I think I think it is. I like the humor. I like the lightheartedness. Um, I think, of course, Hugh Jackman. If we're talking about the movies, there's not really a competition. But I think in the comic books, Wolverine's very um, aggressive, and like I said. Yeah. A brute, and I don't think I would mesh well with that. So, just on pure bias, I think Emma and definitely Deadpool. Mask on or mask off? Mask on. I like the mask. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I mean, come on. Masks are sexy. I most of the yeah. guys I like are just just covered all the way. <laughs> You're into that. You 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 like you like that in the in the in the cosplay and in the bedroom. Uh, of course, of course. Which, I just, yeah. as, as long as they don't look like a person, like yeah, it's perfect. Less <laughs> facial features, the better. Yeah, as long as I don't know who you are, it's like beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you like the mystery. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Oh. I mean, I, <laughs> what I feel like uh, Red Hood is very sexy with the hood on so yeah 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 i get it i get it right Uh, he almost looks like daft punk in the arkham asylum games like arkham uh not city arkham knight yeah yeah yeah. right 
I get that vibe. I get that vibe for sure with the lights. Uh, that's funny. Um, what is your favorite thing about the cosplay community? Oh man, nothing. I hate it. I'm leaving. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, honestly, I like the creativity. And not to go back to that AX night, but I just, <laughs> as I was telling you very sloppily, what I was trying to say is that it brings like so much creative people into one space and uh, kind of forces us to work together. You know what I mean? Like, um, yeah. Uh, videography, um, photos, photography, uh, mm -hmm. makeup. I, I like that stuff because I am such a scatterbrain sometimes. So sometimes working on one thing meticulously definitely helps. So yeah, I think that that's what it is. I like the, um, what's the word, camaraderie of it all. Nice. When there was some. I'm just kidding. When there was. Yeah, no, <laughs> mm, mm, mm. <laughs> it's definitely mm. different now. I can tell mm. you, like, I've obviously, <laughs> I've been cosplaying for a long time. It, the, the, the aura, you could say, is very different. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Things are, things are weird <laughs> everywhere. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Insanity. But uh, let's let's stop talking about the cosplay and let's go mm -hmm. and talk about you. And uh, so recently you uh, worked at, uh, what was it, CVS? Or, yeah. yeah, CVS, right? And uh, you recently, was it you quit or you got fired? No, I quit. You just straight up quit. All right. So can you kind of uh, lead us into like the, I guess, how, I guess, why you quit and what led up to the, you quitting? Yeah. Okay. So, um, basically I think, uh, in, in the way that I was raised, it was like very, um, expected to kind of have a career idea off the bat. Um, sure. I'm, I'm not sure if that's really how everyone thinks. I, I don't think it's a great way to think, especially mm -hmm. after this. Sure. Um, yeah, so I knew that I wanted a very stable job, which is not really my jam. I, I'm not very, uh, what's the word? I can't really work in a place that's very uh, limited. It doesn't really change so much. Yeah. But at the time, I wanted to be very mature. And so I went into uh, pharmacy tech, which was um, relatively fun it was really really fun at first I mean it's a lot of work I think a lot more work than people think mm -hmm. um, I think when I got into it I thought basically what I'm gonna do is learn about the medications I'm gonna learn about uh, what not to prescribe to someone right all that junk um, and then when I uh, became um, I for a little bit worked for Walgreens and that was just to get a, some hours in for my school. Um, right. And they were very chill. It was a really great experience, but it was a lot of work. Um, I never noticed that people actually back in, behind the pharmacy counter are usually a little sweaty and a little out of breath and crave reprieve in some way. Um, so when I got back there, like immediately I was counting pills, which was terrifying because 
you're filling someone's prescription off the bat. Um, you're also trying to read doctor's notes. And then I looked at the pharmacists and they were just basically checking the bottle, checking if it's okay. And that was it. It was, uh, it was a lot of work. Um, mm -hmm. So again, that was just a temporary job. It was just a, uh, what's the word? Um, you kind of work for them, but you don't get paid. I'm forgetting the word. Intern? Yeah, an intern, basically. Gotcha. Um, so... Of course, after I graduated and got my certificate and all that, I needed a real job because cosplay and everything that I do, uh, living is expensive. Yep. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so I just applied for a lot of pharmacies that were actually about an hour away from me. Mm -hmm. That's because at the time I lived up in Victorville, which is empty, just terrible. Um, so, uh, like I said, I applied for a lot of places and then I finally got a call back from CVS. Um, and basically what they said is that you have the job. Um, we just want to do like a quick interview and whatever. So I, I, you know, I go to the interview and my boss seems a little uh, jumbled, I would say. She was kind of not really caring about exactly what I was uh, comfortable doing in regards to how much um, uh, information I already know, kind of like that experience. Mm -hmm. She didn't really care, which should have already been like a red flag. Um, and then basically she gave me this address and said, you have to show up to this place and they're gonna do another little kind of interview gotcha so, yeah so I go to a place that's pretty far not near the pharmacy and I meet up with these corporate people and they're you know they sit me down and they really sold the company like I really don't like the company uh nowadays but they, mm -hmm. they were saying you know we're a real big uh company on making you feel like family and I was like, yeah, like an abusive family. I didn't know that, but they said. <laughs> uh, they also said that they were big on protecting uh, trans people, like their identity, you know, LGBTQ. If you ever feel like threatened by your boss, whatever it was, they really sold it on a lot of stuff that I was passionate about. Um, gotcha. They, yeah. They talked about being environmentally aware, um, all this stuff. And so I was really excited to work there. And I remember tweeting about it like, wow, I can't believe my job actually cares about trans lives. And they're making an effort to, um, you know, protect those identities as well as, you know, just make an effort. Um, so basically, when I started working there, I was pretty young. I mean, mm. I was 20. Um, and everyone around me was older, probably 40, like late 40s, early 50s. Right. I, I dealt with a lot of them undermining me, of course, a lot. Um, and because of that, I worked extra hard. I mean, I was supposed to, I got hired for part-time, which was really important to me because uh, I wanted to be able to create stuff on the side. Um, but they would call me in like all the time, but right. they kept saying you're technically part-time. 
And I didn't realize at the time, but that was actually so that I wouldn't get any um, benefits. Uh, something that they won't tell you about CBS is they technically hire everyone as part-time. So almost nobody <laughs> gets benefits. Right. Um, yeah, so I worked extremely hard. I stayed longer than I was supposed to. I would get yelled at for staying too long. I would get yelled at if I left early. It was pretty consistent of me not knowing what was happening kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, I remember there was just a lot of sketchy things as well. Um, with pharmacy, you obviously get audited randomly. Right. And I remember my boss would literally be like, oh, just pretend you're filing those files because we haven't filed them correctly. So just pretend because we're not doing anything correctly, which, again, very sketchy. You should have known that something was kind of um, wrong. Uh, but like I said, um, as time went on, it was pretty much the same thing where I was working extremely hard and they would always kind of undermine me as soon as I come back from a convention weekend or whatever um, and it would be like as every time I had a day off I pretty much would know that I was going to get a call to come in last minute um, so it was really tough and eventually like I was just working all the time and uh, not being able to do anything <laughs> and uh, yeah, I don't know. It was it was a really rough time, and basically the text that you saw was I finally got the courage to just quit, which was terrifying for me because, of course, like anyone, I have bills to pay. Um, but I finally got the courage, especially because COVID was happening, and right. uh, yeah, and nobody got hazard pay at the time they were just sending us like donuts and stuff. It was very bizarre, you know, um, like I said, very sketchy stuff. They didn't really take any more precautions. Right. Even though we were in the height of a pandemic. This is around March, you would say? Like around yeah, that time? Yeah. definitely around March. And it was just weighing on me because we had people who thought they had COVID. Right. Going emergency rooms then coming to us to get um, prescriptions and stuff yeah we didn't have any we weren't given masks nor gloves really? yeah and hand sanitizers were gone because people were scared and then toilet sure. paper was gone it was really intense and i remember um I, my boss was just very, um, she was very heartless, I guess you could say. Mm -hmm. She she would say, don't pick up the phone, um, don't help people with questions. You know, um, if they don't know what they're picking up, then don't tell them. It's just, you know, it was a lot of just her rummaging through life, I guess, especially through the pandemic. Right. And like I said, I was just like, I, I couldn't do it. So I texted her, which is probably not the best thing. Um, yeah. I did put in my notice, but she was gone for the time being. So I put in my two-week notice, and I worked pretty much all the two weeks except for one day, which was 
when I was just at my wits end. Right. I was still pretty new. I was uh, with pharmacists who were just not um, trained at all. So they couldn't open, um, what's the word? They couldn't open safes, which is where medication is. Right. Yeah, so it was just a big mess. And uh, yeah, she basically told me that they only used me for uh, superficial reasons, that every customer we've ever had hated me. It was very uh, unprofessional and crazy. But I think the craziest thing was just that nobody cared that she used my personal number to just like... um, pretty much uh, get a last word in for some reason. Um, I tried to, you know, tell basically corporate, like, hey, I don't really want this girl, my boss, to have my number if she, oh, I'm so sorry. That's so loud. No worries. To uh, to insult me. (laughs) And they were just like, oh, well, the case is closed. We dealt with it. We can't tell you how we dealt with it, but we did. And yeah, it was, it was a mess. Hmm. Interesting. Um, how do you navigate, uh, I guess, kind of like navigate between feeling like someone is undermining you and feeling that there's someone at just a higher experience telling you something that maybe you need to learn, especially as a woman, I feel that might be a little hard to wade between those two. Like, is someone undermining me or are they just trying to make me a better person? And how do you deal with that? Definitely. Well, I I think it was a big thing of trying to differentiate. Like you said, I wasn't even sure. Right. 100% that's what I was experiencing. Um, So I would kind of remember examples throughout the day and then go to uh, my friends who have uh, different jobs and ask them if that was like normal behavior. Like for example, um, she, the way that you pronounce medications are, it's very difficult sometimes. Um, yeah. For example, there's different ways also to, how do you uh, pronounce them? But one time or quite a few times actually, she said that it sounded like I was trying to speak British and she was like, yeah, you can't talk like that. In fact, just don't really educate those people at all because you don't sound like you know what you're talking about mm. and stuff like that. Um, yeah. There was also moments where she would ask me to call patients basically to get more information of their, uh, you know, for their insurance or what have you. And she would always say, don't be nice. Okay. You know, don't be nice to them. Just mm. get what you have to go and do it like that. Um, so like I said, what I, how I dealt with it was probably not the best way. Basically, I would just do exactly what she says to try to get out of, uh, I guess that kind of hostile environment, but it didn't really matter at the end clearly. And also throughout my whole work experience, um, they would kind of force me to talk to patients because they didn't really want to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, if I came back, they would kind of mimic me or like basically mimic how I talk to them or behind my back or sometimes in front of me. And really kind of. Yeah. And I I thought that that was completely normal. I was like, yeah, I mean, Hmm. that's normal that 
they don't like me. <laughs> weird. That is uh, weird for adults to be doing, at least. Mm-hmm. They Yeah, constantly. They would always tell me, like, well, you get everything on a silver platter, so you don't really understand. Which was weird, because at the time, I was uh, living on my own, you know, paying all of my bills. And I was, like, very much struggling. Yeah. So... Yeah, it it was little things like that, and eventually becomes a thing where, you know, it's not worth it if you're not, you know, comfortable, I guess you could say. Exactly, exactly. Um, Is there anything you would change or do differently, knowing what you know now, or in hindsight, I guess? Yeah, honestly, as sad as it is, I think the biggest mistake I did was... I didn't really realize that at the end of the day, um, you're kind of on your own. Like in the way that I was trying to really impress my boss or impress my parents with a really fancy job, Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of education, whatever it was, it just didn't really matter. And um, I was pretty much doing a job that, yeah, if I told people it felt nice, but At the end of the day, it wasn't worth it. I mean, I was miserable. (laughs) I didn't feel like myself. So I would just say to finally try to make my end goal to be happier. I know that sounds so ridiculous um, because obviously we have to make a living. Yeah. But I definitely feel like if you're able to just take a chance, at trying something that you actually like and something that at the end of the day makes you happy rather than what probably sounds better to other people. So probably just leave (laughs) and start, you know, uh, doing YouTube or whatever that makes me happy at the time. Gotcha. Nice. Um, well, that's what I was going to say. I had, I had something I was about to say, and I completely blinked for a moment. Oh, man. Um, <laughs> uh, so what's, uh, I guess, what's next for you? What's, what's, what's your next step? What are you going to do? What's, uh, mm-hmm. Are you going to continue down this path, or are you going to branch out, do something new? Mm-hmm. What's, 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 yeah, what's, what's the next step, I guess? Honestly... I'm really happy at where I'm at right now. Mm-hmm. I know that I asked you beforehand, like, what can I say on here? Just say whatever. Yeah. So basically, um, when I quit my job, I, of course, had this panic mode of like, oh, my gosh, I don't know what I'm going to do. Yeah. This is a pandemic. There's no jobs, whatever. I always liked um, lingerie or being c- comfortable in my own body yes. or stuff like that. Um And I always saw that the girls who did that were always very happy because, you know, that was something they chose for themselves. They could pick hours. They could do whatever. Um, I when I started OnlyFans was honestly like I was lucky because it actually worked out very well and it's very fun. So honestly, I think what I'm going to do is do what I've always kind of wanted to do, which is uh, do YouTube, do Twitch you know, talk to people Mm -hmm. on a grand scheme rather than 
be behind a counter. It was never really something that I was passionate about to be uh, behind a counter, not actually talking to people. Cause I really like um, hopefully helping people uh, with their journey within themselves and stuff like that. So yeah, I think I would just say uh, hopefully YouTube and you know, whatever that leads to stuff like that. Have you started uh, already? Have you seen any traction at all? Uh, yeah, so I put up one video really quickly, which was my San Diego Comic-Con vlog, um, which was really, really fun. I think the most traction, which is, of course, pretty uh, obvious when you think about the world, maybe it's cynical, mm -hmm. but OnlyFans is definitely more uh, sustainable. Because uh, mm -hmm. as people say, like, sex sells um sure obviously i'm not having sex with <laughs> the people who go on my only fans but basically i'm very comfortable in sexuality and all that so i think that that's probably more sustainable but it allows me to kind of do more as well comfortably you know i do i get it i get that feeling it's always good to do stuff uh on your own without someone without the need of anyone else uh so yeah i definitely get that and if anyone else is kind of like on the younger side and working a corporate job remember uh corporate and hr are not there to help you they are there to help the corporation um so yeah keep that in mind and look out for yourself because uh, they don't care about you at all. <laughs> no. At all, no matter what. Yeah. Honestly, they will pick you dry, man. It is just, it doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't. It doesn't. It's, it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate, too, because, you know, as someone who was uh, kind of like a hopeful, young, engineering-driven person who really wanted to, like, just work, like, having to deal with that nonsense and not being able to actually work. It's just like, why even bother dealing with that? Exactly. Which sucks, which sucks. Cause I'm always like, awesome. We should all be doing your dream. You should be doing your dreams. You should be doing your dreams. But like my dreams were to be an engineer, but now because of that, uh, I'm not doing that anymore. And, and that's my fear is that there's a lot of pe pe less people being scientists, being engineers, and and that so I will wish that people would it, like corporations, whatever, small businesses, the tech startup world kind of has that locked where you get that kind of like that fun atmosphere, that fun environment while still kind of doing your passion and stuff like that. But ultimately, let people be happy doing what they want. And that sucks. That's what that's the one thing you don't learn coming out of college. It doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what skill you have, what, what you want to do. You have to deal with nonsensical people all the time in, in, in a working environment. And that's, that's something I just don't want. And I wish I knew that <laughs> going in. Yeah. And that's also something I, I thought about for a long time is just like that. Uh, I feel like a lot of young people, they just want the pretty title and sure. they don't realize it is a lot of work, but in anything, you know, I feel like if you really want something, if you work hard enough at it sure. and and if you really study up on it, like, I mean, just going back to what I said, um, doing online work pretty much, yeah. I don't want to give the impression that I'm not 
working. You know what I mean? Of course, there's perks that you won't get in a normal nine to five job, but it is a lot of hard work. You still deal with the nonsensical people, like you were saying. Uh, But yeah, I, I definitely think it's something to keep in mind. If your dream job is a nine to five normal job, then that's fine. But obviously, like you said, just do the research <laughs> know the kind yeah, of people you're going that's oh. the thing that sucks oh sorry know the kind of people you're going uh in with that kind of stuff yeah 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 research is good it sucks but uh but yeah uh always remember that uh you will have the most control doing everything yourself so always keep that in mind folks um anything else you want to tell to the crowd before we take off here um let's see which uh like okay do you like Uh, the calf muscle or you like the quads more of dick race you like wait wait i'm thinking maybe like you like what's this right here like the back like the shoulder muscle i feel like about i i don't know you know what i do like i like his forearms too his forearms okay forearms and the thighs i do that's uh, it <laughs> i also it was just really fun to talk to you about yeah types of jobs as well so i'm really sure. thankful that you have you know your own journey as well and then we can you know talk about that i think that was Definitely. really yeah, it's always fun. Um, and yeah, people need to know also just because you're doing your own work. Like you're like me, I feel in a lot of ways is that you're always working. You're not like ever like slacking off or doing anything. You're constantly doing some type of project. And that's what I think people don't see is the work behind the camera that's done. All of the work. So uh, yeah, you are definitely a hard worker and you deserve all of the fans that you get um, and everything coming to you. Um, tell the people where they can find you. What's your Twitter? What's your Instagram? All, all that jazz. Okay. Um, they're all the same. So that makes it easier. It's Chai Bats, C-H-A-I, mm-hmm. and then Bats, B-A-T-S. And everything's the same. That's for Twitter, YouTube, mm-hmm. um, Instagram. That's pretty much it. That's all I have. <laughs> but, Yeah. <laughs> Awesome. Google Drive. Ven- Venmo. Google Drive. Venmo. Venmo. Venmo's a good one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thanks again uh, for coming on. Always a pleasure talking to you. Uh, and thanks for everyone listening. Uh, you could find me at Kyle V on Instagram, Valenzuela.photo on Instagram and Twitter and some other stuff i think i don't know uh also follow me at uh podcast of x to get your x-men fill folks get those x-men fill i'll i'll teach you everything you need you don't even need to read just listen to me um (laughs) but that'll do it for us this week folks have a good week peace